He calls it the last revolution in medicine. Precision medicine is the promise of bringing all the knowledge that we have gathered today to the service of healthcare delivery. And he ought to know. My expertise is in the area of genomic sciences and precision medicine. So I came to the southeastern part of Wisconsin because I think that I was needed, or at least precision medicine was needed. In fact, all the people who are here in the genomics and precision medicine are needed in order to catalyze this new revolution that is going to help the patients of Wisconsin. He's new to Southeast Wisconsin, but through his years of expertise, he's leading researchers and clinicians in using the human genome to better understand disease, improve diagnoses, and advance patient care in our community and beyond. Learn about precision medicine's past, present, and future from Dr. Raul Arutia inside this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. Welcome to CTSI Discovery Radio. I'm your host, Brian Belmer. CTSI Discovery Radio is brought to you by the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin. The CTSI is a consortium of researchers, doctors, scientists, and others representing eight institutions, including the Medical College of Wisconsin, Milwaukee School of Engineering, Marquette University, the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, Freighter's Hospital, Blood Center of Wisconsin, and the Zablocki VA Medical Center. The CTSI works collaboratively across all of our member institutions in advancing biomedical research and finding new drugs drugs, treatments, therapeutics, and interventions that are better, faster, and more economical than ever. Our mission is advancing health through research and discovery. In 1990, the National Institutes of Health, along with international partners, launched the Human Genome Project, setting out to sequence the complete set of DNA in the human body. By 2003, the project successfully completed the sequencing, giving us for the first time the ability to read the genetic blueprint of a human being. The successful outcome of the Human Genome Project also resulted in researchers today having more tools than ever for understanding the genetic factors of human disease and providing the foundation for new ways of diagnosing, treating, and preventing diseases through precision medicine. While the Human Genome Project was underway, the Medical College of Wisconsin launched its own Human and Molecular Genetic Center in 1999, paving the way for the formation of the Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center at MCD. Today, in 2017, Dr. Raul Arutia was appointed director of the GSPMC, adding another chapter to a career that included emigrating to the United States and earning positions through the ranks at the NIH and the Mayo Clinic. We recently had the opportunity to hear from Dr. Arutia and gain his keen insight into the past, present, and future of precision medicine and the role he and his team are playing in it. First, Dr. Arutia tells us how the Human Genome Project led us to what we now know as precision medicine. One of the major findings, if not the largest finding of the Human Genome Project, was the fact that we are different. We have different genes. So precision medicine take into consideration that variation in our genes, but also the variation in the lifestyle and in the environment in which we live or we're exposed to. This is important because we can match 
those differences to a particular diagnosis and a particular treatment. This is quite different from what it was in the past that would have one treatment for everybody. He likes to clarify some of the terminology because some will use personalized medicine, individualized medicine, and precision medicine interchangeably. Individualized medicine and personalized medicine is meant to highlight that we are focused on the individual. Now, here at MCW, we like to call it precision medicine because we have been practicing medicine for individuals in a personalized manner. So we like precision medicine because it means that we can diagnose with precision, treat with precision, and prevent with precision. So now, let's go back, back to the time when Dr. Urrutia first emigrated to the United States. I was born in the countryside of Argentina. I mean, what you see in me is actually the poster child of the American dream. If anyone asks you what the American dream is, please call me because this is the American dream. I came to the United States without speaking English and only with $48 and I pay for my ticket working here in the United States. And I raised to the ranks of professors in this beloved and most amazing country that we have where you can actually hope, dream, and make it happen. His American success story involves a lot of hard work and maybe a little good fortune. I, think I was lucky to really train in remarkable institutions. I landed in Washington, D.C., where I began working for the government at the National Institute of Health. Then I moved to the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, where I was for 25 years, and I became one of the founding members of the epigenomic program and a precision medicine center. When President Barack Obama Obama launched the Precision Medicine Initiative in 2015, the Medical College of Wisconsin began searching for someone to lead what would become its Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center. That leader is Dr. Raul Urrutia. And it was a remarkable idea for me. Because you may ask, why would I move after 25 years? And so I came to the southeastern part of Wisconsin because I think that I was needed, or at least precision medicine was needed. In fact, all the people who are here in the genomics and precision medicine are needed in order to catalyze this new revolution that is going to help the patients of Wisconsin. Why did Dr. Urrutia become involved in precision medicine? He says there's many reasons, some professional, some personal. There are several reasons why I became involved in precision medicine. One of the reasons I trained at the National Institute of Health during the time of the genomic project and I really did embark myself into the study of the DNA. Later on, I was touched personally by different situations. My family has, like many other families, diseases as well cancer, metabolic diseases, epilepsy. He shares a story that solidified his belief in and dedication to precision medicine. I saw a kid showing up at the consult and had a large hundreds and hundreds of seizures a day. And that kid was sequenced and we were able to find the cause of that disease. And for me, it was exactly what I have always been looking for. I believed in science to give us the knowledge that we don't have. And to see that science was able to do that, it was a remarkable, remarkable experience. In fact, that day, many years ago, it transformed my thoughts from just being a pure scientist looking 
for truth to a complete dedication to the service of those individuals that this new field of precision medicine is the only one that can touch them. Fast forward to today as Dr. Urrutia explains his role and areas of expertise in leading the GSPMC. Well, my expertise is in the area of genomic sciences and precision medicine. In this center, we do genomics for cancer, for no cancer diseases. We do epigenomics, microbiome, rare diseases, molecular modeling for understanding new gene mutations that are able to cause diseases in human. But we also do basic science. We've done previous shows focusing on the vitality of precision medicine. And Dr. Urrutia echoes its importance. Well, actually, this is the last revolution in medicine. Precision medicine is the promise of bringing all the knowledge that we have gathered today to the service of healthcare delivery. So the patients go first. We are deploying the latest methodology in the areas of genomics, epigenomics, microbiome, rare diseases cancer genomics, pharmacogenomics, and bioinformatics and data analytics. He adds that he and his team at MCW are also part of what he refers to as the genomics revolution. The genomic revolution has allowed us to put together the tools of what is called omics, the large-scale new science that is able to gather a large amount of information from very, very small, minute amount of samples from a patient and we can using supercomputers then we can reconstruct how the cell of the individual is acting either normal or in a disease state. And omics not only help diagnose diseases, they're also key in determining the treatment and prevention of diseases as well. You can also actually investigate or interrogate the same tissue with the idea of preventing what we call precision wellness. In other words, by decoding the information that you have within your cells, can we predict whether you are going to be reacting badly to a particular uh, medication, whether you're going to have a side effect. Also, we can predict whether you will have a beneficial effect. Dr. Arutia expands on the importance of omics in making precision medicine possible today. There's been several changes that were fundamental for precision medicine. One of them is the omic revolution. The idea of grinding a tissue and getting a large amount of information that allow us to know how that tissue was formed, how that tissue or organ got diseased, or whether it will be healthy in the future. So the omic revolution is very important because it's the analytical step. He adds that having all of this data is valuable. However, computational biology is what it makes sense of that data. So we need both. We need what we call the genomic sciences, that are many variations of the sciences that came from the Human Genome Project. And at the same time, we need computational biology, what is called bioinformatic and data analytics. In fact, he says precision medicine involves so much big data that mere humans cannot process it all. And now we can fit large warehouses of data and we can have, for instance, artificial intelligent robots that are able to go through that information and 
make sense in a way that the head of an individual cannot make sense. So we need that a large amount of data in order to train those artificial intelligent machines for the future. So Dr. Arutia says the science of precision medicine starts with combining omics and big data. But at the end of it all, we need to put this construct together within a healthcare delivery system. So what we are looking is that this healthcare delivery system is gonna be a data-driven healthcare delivery system. And he gives us an example of what such a data-driven healthcare delivery system looks like. We can follow, for instance, thousands and thousands of patients with wearable devices or with mobile devices. We can, for instance, put sensors within a pill and know when an individual has taken that pill. This would be wonderful. Can you imagine what it would be that you are concerned, very concerned with what mom, for instance, that unfortunately is affected by Alzheimer, and you are in your house getting worried about her, but you lift your mobile device and then you see, mom took the pill today, and then you can go on. Next, Dr. Arutia says there's a third vitally important component to this new and emerging type of medicine. It is definitely a new type of medicine. It's a medicine that also brings team science. So team science is the third important component. So we talked about one important component is the omic revolution. The second is the computer revolution. But the third is the human revolution. The ability of scientists and doctors to work together in a team science. He gives us an idea of what that team science component of precision medicine looks like. In the future, you will go and see your doctor, but your doctor will be supported by a team, a team of individuals who understand genomics, specialists in the disease, geneticists, computational biologists, laboratory personnel. So what is expected is that the team that will be able to take care of you will be that, a team, and not a single individual. These multiple key components must be pointed out because, unfortunately, many people think precision medicine is only about genomics. Precision medicine is not only about genomics. Precision medicine is also about large data. We have to share large data across institutions, across populations, because in that way, with a large amount of data, we can instruct artificial intelligent machines that may allow us to reach conclusions that a single doctor would not be able to reach. So precision medicine is here to stay and is certainly expected to make a significant impact in the area. So again, one thing Dr. Arutia wants us to be very clear about is that precision medicine is not just simply genomic medicine. Genomic medicine is one of the aspects of precision medicine. I think that that's an idea that is important for us at MCW to recognize because we did have for many years a genomic center that was focusing on sequencing of either animal models or human. But precision medicine is more. Precision medicine has epigenomics that are the proteins that are going to regulate the genome because it's not just having a gene. It's whether that gene will be expressed at the right time, in the right place, and at the right level to give rise to a particular either normal or disease phenotype. He shares more about where genomic science was versus its role in precision medicine today. Genomic medicine was the original name that our discipline received when we were focusing only on the genome. But there's been many techniques that have been developed from the 2000s to now that make a larger arsenal for precision medicine. 
It's not only about genomics. Precision medicine wants to look at the bacteria that are growing in your intestine. We know today more about the universe, the planets, that really the bacteria that we have that colonize us. Those bacteria can predispose us to disease. It can actually prevent us from having diseases. But that's not to deny the importance of being able to break down an individual's blueprint or genomic code for precision medicine to work. It is very important because actually if you truly develop what we call a precision medicine avatar of an individual, in other words, a blueprint of that individual, as you call it. Basically, what we have is all the information that encodes for how the individual is going to think, how the heart might work, how the kidneys might work. And if we have that information, we can actually predict what is going to happen in the future. So what does that look like? Let me give you an example. We can today sequence the entire genome of a baby, and that information can be used to infer the medication that that baby will be susceptible to be improved by or medicines that are gonna hurt that baby for the rest of the life of that individual at a price of around five to $800. In terms of where the Genomic Science and Precision Medicine Center is with diagnosing diseases through precision medicine. What happens right now is in certain diseases, like for instance, diseases of the childhood, and what we call the undiagnosed diseases, if we sequence an individual, in 25% of the cases or 30% of the cases, so one out of three, we will be able to make the diagnosis. And with more and more people having their individual genome sequenced, imagine Dr. Urrutia's excitement for acceleration in precision medicine in our community and around the world. Well, you don't have to imagine. He'll tell you. Think about it. We will be able to make the diagnosis with one tool sequencing in one out of three. Imagine the amount of money that is saved for the taxpayers when it comes to a healthcare system, right? I mean, because individuals are going through tests for many, many, many years, and sometimes 17, 20 years, and we don't find what they have. But a single test can help us in a third of those individuals. Well, GSPMC, the Genomic Science and Precision Medicine of Wisconsin, at NCW, what we are looking is to even improve that rate. Can we just push that rate from 30% to 50%, from 50% to 75%? Can we apply these methodologies of omic and computational biology in order to understand better disease and with this test actually reduce the cost of healthcare and provide a better service to the patients we treat. So then, does he think it's important for each of us to have our DNA sequenced? Absolutely. In my personal view, now this is my personal view, I think everybody should get genetic testing. In fact, it's a way to empower individuals. I mean, imagine if you yourself get genomic testing. You are owning your genome. You own your genomic information. So in the future, that's where we're going. It's certainly that most of the individuals all across the world will be able to be sequenced, and it should be sequenced. He expands on the value of owning your own genome. What you get by owning your genome is that when you go to the doctor now, you have your genome. So your doctor is going to be able to say, you cannot take this drug. 
because this drug is going to hurt you. Only in your genome, for instance, can allow you to predict a particular trait or disease which is uncovered and that you will be able to use preventive medicine in order to have a better and a longer life. It may avoid the use of certain devices or prescribe the use of certain devices. And there's other benefits to owning your genome. Of course, that it has a lot of other fun applications, for instance, right? Like whether you are related to a particular king or queen or something like that. Dr. Urrutia is encouraged that the public is beginning to better understand what precision medicine is. But there are some challenges which we would like to change. For instance, the perception that being tested for your genome is actually a bad thing. Is it going to be used for the wrong reason? And the truth is, I would like to empower you. This should be and empowerment. You're on your information. And since there's growing interest in people learning about their ancestry through genomic testing, he says why not own your medical history as well. What companies have done to test for ancestry, for instance, it's been a facilitation of precision medicine. Because individuals now are getting a little bit less alarm of being sequenced. If you are already giving your information to know to whom you were related to. Wouldn't you like to have the same information to know, for instance, whether you can improve your life, whether you can improve the life of your children, of your family, of your community? And I think that that's a remarkable shift in thought. But Dr. Urrutia and his team in the Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center are focused on using your genome to improve your health care. We think that we can leverage that information for the best that that individual deserves. Our motto here at MCW is that we care. We care for that patient. That patient is the center of our interest. And this information, we use it to enhance that care that we can deliver. What about the future of precision medicine? Would Dr. Arutia care to cast his vision? Why not? I mean, after all, science fiction has discovered some things before we scientists were able to discover them. And so let's go a little bit more into the future. So you're going to be accessing your DNA. You are going to be accessing the information that the bacteria inside you have. From the DNA, you're going to be able to decode what drugs are going to be working for you, what drugs are not going to be working for you. And imagine putting all that information into an artificial intelligent machine that is allowing MDs to make decisions. So this is not only better for the patients, as it is a big promise, but it's also for the entire healthcare delivery personnel because it's going to bring a new way of practicing medicine. And we're not talking in the distant future. Dr. Arutia describes how different things will be for patients just 10 years from now. 10 years are going to look very different. We are going to appear as a larger city. We are going to be interconnected. We're going to have a large data analytics center. We're going to have a data-driven healthcare delivery system. The use of these technologies is going to become more widespread where the care is delivered, we're going to have a lot of different type of devices that are going to perform functions that we don't have today. We're going to be able to connect with a system through our wearables and our mobiles from which a medical team, not a single medical doctor, but a medical team 
is going to interact with, and then they can develop the blueprint for either health disease or prevention. And he shares his vision of the impact precision medicine will have on doctors in the not-too-distant future. What is going to happen in 2025? In 2025, 70 to 75% of the workforce at MCW, an associated healthcare delivery system, are going to be millennium. Are individuals who were born with a wearable or with a mobile device, individuals who learned about the genes that cause cancer while they were in middle school. So those individuals are going to be in need of a medicine that is more precise. They're also going to be practicing, as doctors themselves, a medicine that is more precise. It's obvious Dr. Urrutia is excited about the future of precision medicine. I'm talking a lot about the future, but I want to tell you something. The great news, we're practicing precision medicine today here in Milwaukee, here at MCW. And although the Precision Medicine Initiative was launched by our federal government, Dr. Arutia says it's academic medical centers like the Medical College of Wisconsin that are the most natural leaders in this healthcare, especially his team at the Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center. It's a large amount of colleagues that have a profound knowledge of what is needed in this area, and they are excited about pushing forward precision medicine. Obviously, this would not be pushed forward by me alone. I mean, what we need is a team of brilliant and highly organized and visionary leaders, and we are working with all of them. I have a team of fantastic associate directors. We are working with the leadership at MCW. We are interacting with the leadership of our healthcare delivery partners, such as Children's Hospital and Freighter. And we believe precision medicine is going to move forward if the entire region embraces this discipline. The level of excitement is very high. And it's very high because everybody's seeing the need. That's Dr. Raul Arutia, Director of the Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Our thanks to him for sharing his expertise and insight on the past, present, and future of precision medicine. Finally today, Our Community Eye focuses on some upcoming events that can help you learn more about precision medicine. It's all part of the Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin Endowments Conversations with Scientists series. We invited Kristen Gardner-Voley, AHW's Endowment Program Officer, to tell us more. She begins by first explaining what the Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin Endowment is. Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin is an endowment at the Medical College of Wisconsin really focused on advancing health through community, education, and research initiatives to help propel best work forward to impact the health of the people of Wisconsin. One of AHW's initiatives are their Conversations with Scientists events. Kristen tells us more. Conversations with Scientists is a TED Talk style speaker series that offers an interactive glimpse into the world of human health and disease. And the program really is designed to take conversations about health and science out of the classroom, out of the doctor's office, and into the community so that we can make this information more accessible to a larger audience. So what is the format of the Conversations with Scientists event series? 
If we attend, what can we expect? We've split it up into a four-part series. It's held on consecutive Wednesday evenings. And each evening, the audience will hear from a series of three speakers. And they'll discuss different aspects of that night's topic from three different perspectives. And all of the speakers are really trained and we work with them so that they're sharing information in a way that's easy to understand. So you don't have to be an expert. You don't need to know anything about science or health in order to get something out of the program. And Kristen says it's important to point out that these are interactive events. At the end of the evening, after you've heard all the three talks, we have a question and answer session. So folks get to ask questions of the speakers and it's really interesting the discussions that come up. Now, since we've been learning about precision medicine on today's show, we figured it's the perfect time to have Kristen share information on AHW's upcoming Spring Conversations with Scientists series. We are partnering with MCW's Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center to present Precision Medicine own your own genome. The series will be held from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on Wednesday evening starting April 11th and running through May 2nd. And we're going to talk about the history of precision medicine, what you need to know about the genome, including what a genome is, how doctors collect information and genetic data, and what kind of information is held within that data. Our third night of the program aligns with National DNA Day, so we're going to get an inside look at ways doctors and scientists are using genetic information to understand disease and care for your health. Where are these events held? They're held here in Milwaukee at the Medical College of Wisconsin inside our Kerrigan Auditorium. And then new this year we'll be live streaming from the Medical College of Wisconsin in central Wisconsin, which is located in Wausau. And that location is inside the Aspirus Wausau Hospital. So folks who attend that location will be live streamed connected to the event and they'll be able to actually talk to and interact with our speakers and audience here in Milwaukee. What's the price to attend these events? It is a complete free program. It's open to the public. Each location has free parking available and we'll also have some free refreshments on site. So if you'd like to register to attend, go to the Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin Endowment website www.mcw.edu forward slash AHW. That's this month's focus of our community eye. And with that update, we've now reached the end for this edition of CTSI Discovery Radio. Once again, our sincere thanks to today's guests, Dr. Raul Arutia, Director of the Genomic Sciences and Precision Medicine Center at the Medical College of Wisconsin, and Kristen gardner Voli, Endowment Program Officer for the Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin Endowment. I hope you've discovered something by listening to today's show, and I'm doubly hopeful you'll join us again next time. CTSI Discovery Radio airs the third Friday of every month. So make an appointment on your calendar and join us for each episode. On behalf of the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin and all of our affiliate partners and members, I'm Brian Belmer, wishing you happy, healthy days ahead. For more information about research or to listen to this program online and on demand, please visit the Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin website at ctsi.mcw.edu. And remember, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. CTSI Discovery Radio is written, produced, and hosted by Brian Belmer in collaboration with WMSE Radio. The CTSI and this program are under the direction of Dr. Reza Shakir.